This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, time for our weekly wrap-up of all things going on south of the border. And it seems to me that every week when we do this, the list just keeps getting longer and longer. Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington correspondent, joins us now. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. All right, let's start with this kind of developing story this morning, this Syria drone strike uh, by the United States. What has happened here? So ultimately, what we understand is that the president, in consultation with his national security team, uh, well, he was actually on the ground in Ottawa, authorized for the Pentagon to carry out uh, a, a precision-targeted strike in Syria, and that followed what had uh, been an Iranian or believed to be an Iranian uh, uh, drone attack on an American base in Syria, killing an American contractor, wounding five others. This is up in and around uh, the Syrian border with Iraq. This all comes on the heels of testimony on Thursday, where a Pentagon commander had said that there had been dozens and dozens of attacks in Syria over the last year or so that Iran uh, has really pushed back on. But this is a kind of escalation in the situation between the United States and Iran, with the U.S. believing Iran is simply trying to further destabilize the Middle East. Okay, so that's we're just still learning more about that this morning. Two, uh, another story I wanted to ask you about, though, having to do with the U.S. president. This has to do with their the administration's efforts against uh, TikTok, the app. And that seems like a little bit has changed on that this week. Well, yeah, look, there was a hearing yesterday uh, with uh, the TikTok CEO, uh, and it was pretty combative. And in a remarkable thing that we don't see very often, or at least haven't seen very often over the last couple of years, this was a bipartisan attack on TikTok, fearful that the, you know, the, the app that's used by about 150 million Americans uh, is a national security threat. And, and the CEO really tried to push back on this criticism that was coming from both Republicans and Democrats to say that this is safe, that American data is, or that data is simply uh, going to start being moved to a cloud system or a server system that is in the United States. But that in and of itself created uh, a bit of an unanswerable question because there were lawmakers saying, well, look, if you're saying that's going to happen, what's happening to data right now with the firm belief that yeah. either the PRC or people within TikTok are gaining access to American information. Yeah, that seems so bizarre, right? Oh, we're not going to do this anymore. Well, then what are you doing right now? So what are the next steps then for them to do? Is there still talk about banning this? Yeah, look, this is a serious conversation. And uh, there was a, a bit of a press gaggle on Air Force One yesterday uh, with the press secretary on the way to Ottawa. And she was asked about what the administration is still working to do when it comes to TikTok. And while she wouldn't get ahead of what any kind of decision would be, the option of banning TikTok nationwide is still on the table for the Biden administration. Uh, and, you know, Going back to that comment of where he said, well, look, information you know, will be stored on American clouds, but people from within the PRC aren't accessing info now. There were lawmakers that said, well, that's simply just a preposterous claim. Don't lie to us and say that China isn't accessing information. So the White House is watching closely. The National Security Council is watching this closely. And you can imagine that tens, if not hundreds of millions of Americans 
are watching closely to see if they are about to have their app shut off on their phone. Oh, that was a fascinating one. Uh, and also, of course, we have to catch up on what has happened with the former U.S. President Donald Trump. Now, it seems to me he was the one who said he was going to be arrested this week and everybody waited, waited, waited. And here we are on Friday and nothing has happened. And look, the reason that the media is in New York this week is because the former president kind of pitched and controlled the narrative for the last several days, claiming that that arrest was coming on Tuesday. Interestingly, the district attorney, uh, Alvin Bragg, went really silent this week. We know that the grand jury met on Monday because they heard testimony from uh, a lawyer who was testifying on behalf of Trump. There was a day off given to the panel on Wednesday, and Thursday they dealt with matters not having to do with Donald Trump. So where does that leave us? It leaves us with potentially having to wait until next Monday when they sit again to find out if there's going to potentially be another witness. Is there going to be a vote on an indictment? Is Alvin Bragg even going to bring an indictment? But I think more concerning here, Simi, is overnight, the former president used his social media platform to say that if there is an indictment brought forward and voted on, that quote-unquote death and destruction could be something mm. that follows. And that is that kind of echoed sentiment that we heard in the hours leading up to what took place on January 6th. So there's far more criticism now being placed on the words that Donald Trump is saying, not quite so much on the actions that the former president may have undertaken. Right. Now, this seems to, the, the, the way he did this, though, talking about how he was going to be arrested, seems to be, seems to have been very effective for him, though, in terms of fundraising. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, he has made uh, a ton of money off of this uh, this claimed arrest, this false narrative that the DA has put out there saying that uh, Trump did this on purpose. Uh, and, and he's made money off this. Other Republicans have made money off of this. The question is, is the base going to continue to want to roll with Donald Trump if and when these issues pertaining to Stormy Daniels or others continue to pile up beneath him? Or will other Republicans in the race be able to kind of gain control of the narrative? And remember, too, while we're all focused on what's happening in Manhattan, the misclassified or the mishandled classified documents, that is also something that's coming to light today because uh, Donald Trump's lawyer had his attorney-client privilege revoked by a federal judge earlier this week, and he now has to testify against Donald Trump in a Washington courtroom today linked to the Mar-a-Lago scandal. So whatever is happening in Manhattan, while everyone's saying, look, it's not kind of the big deal, it might be a bit of a nothing burger, the situation today with the document scandal, that could be incredibly Ooh. legally perilous for the former president. Okay, all right. Now, it's been a couple of weeks since we talked about this next case, but here is the Murdoch family back in the news, even though we know that Alex Murdoch is going to jail for life. What's going on? Yeah. So this goes back to a death that uh, happened a couple of years ago uh, with a teenager who had been found dead in a roadway in South Carolina and had believed to have been uh, a vehicular uh, a vehicular death, essentially. But we've now found out that uh, in the last year or so, the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, or SLED, has reopened the investigation, and they believe that this was now potentially a homicide. And they say that there are some potential ties here or similarities or something within their evidence that they haven't released that could tie back to Alex Murdoch, and we don't actually know what it is. We know that this victim's mother uh, has raised uh, a lot of money to try and get her son's body exhumed so that they can carry out further testing and, and further um, uh, kind of try to be able to get some more evidence on it. But ultimately, we don't have, we don't have a, a solid answer as to how this could potentially directly link back to Alex Murdoch, other than knowing that there was a family connection to this, to this teenage victim. 
But again, it is throwing all eyes back onto this man who's about to spend the rest of his life in prison. And police say the reason they didn't bring this up during his trial is because they were afraid that the influence that the family had would stop other witnesses from being able to come forward. So here, you know, America thought that this crime of the century was wrapped up. It may be kind of unraveling again and reopening in a new direction. Wow. All right. Reggie, thank you so much for that. Thank you.